Being more like a coach and less like a boss is a trendy topic in the leadership space. So let's talk about why that is, what you should know, and what it actually means to coach your employees. And as a result of that, create better outcomes, make your team members feel more engaged for them to take on more ownership and ultimately increase productivity results and happiness on your team. That's what you'll get in today's episode. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team effectively and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders. I'm a leadership coach, a mom of three, a coffee lover, and a travel enthusiast. Stick around because in this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate, and act to become a confident, high-performing leader people love to work with. Let's go. So if you're anything like me, then you like to get to the point fast when you got meetings after meetings and tons of things to do in your day and not talking with a lot of direction or clarity can feel draining and like a waste of time. So when you hear people talk about, well, you should take your time and you should coach your team members, that may seem like intellectually a great idea, but could be really challenging to implement in your day to day if you feel like there's never enough time in one-on-ones or other conversations to really go deep and take the time to coach your employees. If you can relate to this, then stay with me because I'm going to talk a little bit about what it actually means to coach, why you don't need hours of time in your day to coach your employees, and why it is actually saving you more time in the long run than you might think. So I want to really simplify and also demystify a little bit what it means to be a coach-like leader. So at some point in my career, I was working for a man who was not only a great leader and incredibly smart and effective, but he was also a trained coach. So he knew what he was doing. And I remember so many conversations when it would have been so much easier for him to give me the answer and just tell me what to do. But he stayed present, he stayed curious, and he gave me that sense of confidence and also a sense of trust in me that I could figure things out. A belief that he had in me that I could be resourceful and that I can come up with great ideas and find my own answers. And while in the moment that might have required some discipline on his side, and while at times I wished he would just give me the answer, it's now in retrospect, even difficult for me to formulate in words what it meant for me to have him listen so carefully in what I was saying and come with a real sense of curiosity to our conversations. And that approach was very unique to his leadership and it had a very positive impact on me. And on the other hand, I remember when I first stepped into a leadership role, I had no idea what it meant to coach as a leader. Back then, I don't even think that was really a topic, nor was anyone ever talking to me about coaching in my leadership approach. So when I now coach and train new managers, I think being exposed to these ideas 
early on in your leadership career is really, really impactful and so important because as we're looking at the future of work and where the workplace dynamics lead us to, it is very clear that that control and command type leadership approach is, is a thing of the past. This is not what new generations are looking for. We want to work in a more um, empowering and an engaging environment where our contributions are valued, where we feel like a sense of self-actualization in the workplace. And because we do have so much flexibility and we can change careers so quickly and can move to different organizations so fast, the way to create loyalty with your employees is to engage and empower them and let them see how much growth they get to experience when they are on your team. And I don't just mean growth in terms of expertise and knowledge, but real experience because they feel that they're being challenged and that they're seeing things that they didn't see before about themselves and about their work product. So coaching your team members by asking challenging questions and helping them learn and think for themselves is in combination with giving really good and effective feedback is key to great leadership in the future. And so we're still talking about coaching on a fairly high level, but I'm going to shortly get into the four step process to actually coach your employees effectively so that you don't feel like you're wasting time in your conversations, but you see how much progress you make and how much this upfront investment is ultimately giving you a positive net return in the mid to long term. Before we dive into that four-step process, I want to talk about the fundamental principles that you need to display if you want to be a coach-like leader. Because just applying certain tactics in a conversation, that's not what's going to make you great at this. It is really about a fundamental shift in how you see your role as a leader and how you see your team members. So when we're thinking about giving advice and to fix problems for other people on the team, then you have to acknowledge that you're the one getting better at fixing problems. Your team is not getting better. So you'll stay stuck because you might gain more experience, you might get better at it, but your team will never elevate alongside with you because you're doing the hard work for them. It's like you telling your trainer at the gym that you want to get physically stronger and then the two of you walk around the gym and he's lifting the dumbbells. He is getting stronger. You're not getting any stronger while you watch him, right? So as a leader, when you go in, you consistently give people answers and advice to what they're struggling with. Then you're the one lifting the dumbbells for them. And you're there just watching. They're not really getting better at it. So this is a huge mindset shift that many leaders have to go through if they want to move away from constantly giving advice and fixing problems to a more coach-like approach. And like I said in the beginning, coaching not only increases productivity and rapport and fulfillment in the workplace, it also enhances problem-solving skills on your team. It increases their ownership and sense of responsibility. It improves people's openness to feedback and to change as well. With that said, I am also looking at coaching and advice giving, not as an either or question here. It is not that there's only advice giving or there's only coaching. Consider this a spectrum. On one side of the spectrum, it's clearly just asking questions to help other people come up with solutions and new insights. And on the other side of the spectrum is giving direct advice and even orders. 
on that whole spectrum, you want to be very fluid. You want to look at when is it time to coach someone and then when is it time to give advice. My goal and my encouragement for you today is to get intentional about where you want to fall on that spectrum and then choose because of good reasons and reasons that you like whether you're going to give advice in this situation or you're going to ask questions and take a more coach-like approach to the situation. The issue is not advice. That's not the problem here. The problem is that most leaders don't even think about it and their default behavior, completely unconscious reaction to any problem that's brought to their attention is to step in, solve it, or give advice without even stopping, pausing, and wondering, is this now the right time for me to give advice? Or am I making a smarter decision here and being a better leader if I take a coach-like approach? So again, it's about you stopping and being very conscious in where you want to land on that scale. You could also say, hey, listen, I'm going to ask one or two questions first, and then I'm going to go into giving advice. But that initial pause and reflection and then decision on where you want to go is what is so important. And if there's one thing you're taking from this podcast, then it is this. Consider. Pause. And when someone comes to you looking for advice, stop. And I encourage you to practice asking one question first before you step in and give advice. So I'll give you some example questions in a moment. But before I do, I want to talk about that four-step process that I referenced earlier. So when we look at coaching in a nutshell, the process that I teach in my programs, including the Leadership Accelerator program for new managers, is the following. Now, of course, I can't go in nearly as much detail as I do with my clients. But here are the four pillars you want to keep in mind. Number one, you start with curiosity. So you're listening to someone's challenge practicing curiosity, not thinking about solutions in your head and the advice you want to give. You want to listen and think about questions to ask. That is step number one. You can't listen and think about advice and then as the person sort of looks to you for a response and then think of a question. It won't work. So you got to listen from that place of curiosity first. Then you ask a good question. Again, we can go into way more detail here and what actually are good questions. But that is step number two. And then step number three is to listen actively to what they're saying. And then step number four is to acknowledge the answer. to Make sure that they understand that they're being heard. You making sure that you actually understood what they said by either rephrasing, summarizing, or validating what you just heard and make sure that you're on the same page. And then you can either choose to make a suggestion or to follow up with another question that will unveil new information or new insights from your employee. So that's the four-step process. Number one, be curious. Number two, ask a good question. Number three, listen actively so that you can then acknowledge the answer in a way that shows that you understood what they're saying and what they're looking to get out from this conversation. Sometimes they just want to offload information. They're not actually looking for advice. So make sure you understand what they're here for, what they need from you before you then dive into taking the next step. So like I said, ask one question. Just start practicing this next week. Try this out. Ask one question first. It could be, okay, so here's what I heard from you. Recap and then say, how can I be most helpful? 
Or you can ask, you can say, tell me more about so-and-so. Or you can say, I do have some ideas on how to solve this, but I'm sure you do too. What are you thinking? Or what's the real challenge here for you? Those are all sample questions that you could ask before you dive into giving advice. Again, you're just moving a little bit more towards that question part of the spectrum and you're not jumping right into advice giving up front. That pause to reflect on what should I do next and where do I want to land on that spectrum, that is so important. So this is my invitation for you today. Consider the whole spectrum, pause and then choose where you want to go next. I do encourage you to ask one question first and with this question when you come from this place of curiosity you will not only make them feel that they're actually heard and you're present with them, By asking questions, you're also indirectly sending the message that you trust in them, that you have confidence, that you believe in them to do the thinking, to come up with solution on their own. That's incredibly empowering feeling for the team member on the other side of the table or your screen. So asking them what they're thinking, what they really want. And those indirect messages that you send is what will yield you these mid to long-term results because the engagement will be stronger, the the ownership will be stronger because now they're executing plans that they've co-created or even created fully by themselves. They will take greater responsibility and therefore accountability and they sense that you trust them and you have great leaders be That's what differentiates mediocre readers from great leaders. And coaching is a key tool in getting there. Again, it starts with that big mindset shift though, that you see that when you solve problems, you're getting stronger and your goal as a leader is not to get stronger yourself, but to make your team members stronger. So come from a place of curiosity and believe in others. And then ask a questions before you dive into advice. And that would sum up this podcast episode on why you should coach when giving advice would be so much easier. If you find this helpful and you think some of your peers or friends or colleagues would benefit from this too, please do share this podcast episode along. It would mean a lot to me. And while you're in the podcast app and sharing it along, it would be even more amazing if you can leave a quick review, even if it's just one short sentence in how this podcast is helping you. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. I wish you a wonderful week and I'll be back next week. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.